Welcome back to the Wrestling Informant Podcast. I know it's been a long time, like a little over a year since the last time I've uploaded here. So you can go ahead and call it the search. <laughs> I thought I wasn't coming back, but here I am. May not entirely be here to stay. That's uh, we'll We'll come back to that in a moment. But here's the deal, okay? I want to talk about why... You haven't heard anything about wrestling really from me in a long time. Hear me out here because I know this is very centric on me, but I wanted to at least put something out there for number one, the people that have this podcast on their subscription or they had one of my older shows still on their subscription. So that's number one. But then also to kind of get perspective on kind of what this past weekend has done for me and my mental capacity when it comes to professional wrestling. I actually put a a thread out on this yesterday talking about the AEW All Out event and what it did to me and kind of this whole like two, two and a half years since this company was announced and kind of where that's put me now, it's been no surprise and I could go on here and just quickly check. Like when is the last time I uploaded here? So let's go here to the uh, wrestling informant page. And it looks like the last episode that I put out me and Alan Martin, April 7th, 2020. This is the WrestleMania fall out. I thought we did. We actually did something for Double or Nothing that year, 2020. But I don't think I ever uploaded it just because I just never got around to it. I think we actually made that like a Facebook video, Facebook Live or something to that effect. But before that, it was like September of 2015. And before that, before, you know, going back to 2015 and before, you know, wrestling had always kind of been a a more prominent spot for me in my mind like I you know I would think about it I would watch it things of that nature but to be honest with you outside of the AEW show on Wednesday the pay-per-views they may put on the dark dark elevation and now rampage I'm not really watching like a ton of wrestling and of course I'm talking about WWE and I'm not trying to because Here's the thing, right? And I've been I've been doing podcasts on and off for over 14 years now. Here's the thing, when it comes to the wrestling space, it is cool to dunk on WWE. They're making the most money that they have ever made based on their TV rights deals. They are making so much money. They are fine financially, okay? Uh they've obviously let a bunch of people go. So I get it. It's fun to pile on them. It's fun to go on Twitter to try to get that clout, the likes and the retweets and the, the quote retweets, (laughs) got them, you know, because you can think of something kind of snarky to say, I've done it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that I'm on some high horse that I haven't come on and, you know, uh, either on a podcast form or on a Twitter post or something like that, and absolutely dunked on WWE when I thought that 
it warranted it, but also because I knew that, yeah, it's going to get some attention. I knew that. But when it comes to the podcast, like actually trying to sit down and watch some of their programming can be very taxing at times. You have three hours of raw, the two hour SmackDown show. I will say there are, there are Fridays where I will catch that. And that is a much easier watch, but there are a lot of things that they do that don't really speak to me. And that's okay. Something wrong with that. Uh, because maybe there are people that it will speak to. Clearly there are people that watch, you know, what is it on raw? Like one point six to 2 million people watch that show. Uh, usually a lot of people watching SmackDown North of the 2 million range. So for me to come out here and say, well, fuck them. Nobody's watching them. That's bullshit. Clearly they have an audience. And I think it's undisputable how much talent they have on their roster. I mean, this is the most talented, the most athletic roster in their history. That is undisputable. I think they have their best people. I do also think that, uh, you know, a lot of those folks are not utilized in their best capacity. I went to SummerSlam this year. I mean, you know, look, I went to the event. I did not have like a great time. There were many times where I was kind of bored and and whatnot. And you might say, well, why the hell would you fly all the way to Las Vegas from Virginia to go see the show? If you're not into the product, I went because it was a chance to spend time with my friend And my father lives out there, so it's a chance to see him as well. And my friend and I, our bond is wrestling. So I had a point to all this. Six minutes in, I had a point to all this. There was a a thread on Twitter that I spoke about, at Gary Cantrell on Twitter. So 14 years ago, I started a podcast journey uh, you know, talking about pro wrestling at that time, there was not a ton of podcasts like there are now. Although I would argue it seems that a lot of them now are YouTube and they're very long podcasts. People want to talk for hours plus and they'll come out there and, you know, they give their opinions. And again, a lot of it is, you know, kind of dunking on WWE. Wow. They suck. This is the worst. Yada, yada, yada. I get all that. I understand it. Somewhere along the line, I I fell out of love with pro wrestling and more specifically WWE because in the time we're speaking about, there was no AEW. There were alternatives, but again, you have to think, you know, let's see, 2015, 2014, even I would argue. I mean, we're talking God six, seven years ago. And the technology certainly isn't there like it is now where you can go on a, you know, a new Japan world or a ring of honor, honor club and all that stuff. Impact uh, plus a lot of these things were not necessarily around, or if they had similar products, they were certainly not as easy to use as they are now. Although I would argue new Japan 
when it comes to that new Japan world, you need an Apple TV app. You need to get your shit together. I know they have probably bigger problems now with the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. But the point is I fell out of love with, uh, talking about wrestling on a podcast and then AEW came around and I still, if you notice, obviously I haven't done very many podcasts, if any, <laughs> in the last six years, as it relates to wrestling, I, I do my own uh, podcast, the Gary Cantrell podcast, where I kind of share my journey as a, a video creator for like Gary and Larry's edible adventures, a channel I do with my cousin and other creative uh, ventures and, and just share some life stuff over there. So I I've still been podcasting, but I've not been talking about pro wrestling. So AEW comes into the picture a little over two years ago and I'm watching and I just remember being very captivated with what they were doing. And that's been the case for the last two and a half years, but it still just didn't get me out of my shell to want to create things in the wrestling space again, because you can't, I mean, you can, but I wouldn't want to do it. It wouldn't get me out uh, to do it. If I was only talking about AEW exclusively and nothing else. So, you know, I I've been watching, I've been following what they've been doing. And it really kind of just dawned on me in this last, let's see, sort of been like a two to three week period. Although technically, I guess you could argue, um, maybe more like a month because they announced that Chicago rampage at the United center and everybody kind of knew, you know, what was going on. I want to say it was the end of July when the reports were coming out that CM Punk was coming to AEW. And so my interest increased even more. And it wasn't because, you know, the talent that AEW has currently wasn't satisfying me because they are. I watch every one of their programmings, even the YouTube stuff that some people that are even fans might consider throwaway. I watch it all. So the punk thing gets going and then there's news about uh, Brian Danielson coming in. Then there's rumblings about Adam Cole, Ruby Soho. And it kind of just had this beautiful, um, this beautiful like peak it all out where all these things just popped off. I mean, we saw punk at the United center that was before all out. But his first match back was on this all out show this past Sunday. And so the, the buzz around this show, CM Punk's first match back in seven years, the rumors that potentially a Brian Danielson an Adam Cole, a Ruby Soho could be coming in. We even got Minoru Suzuki from new Japan, uh, in a, in a deal with Moxley. How cool is that? They had a great little interaction and I think they even did a match last year before the pandemic really started kicking in. But it was this period where I look back and I'm like, man, this last month has been intense. I couldn't remember a time in years where I said to myself, like the day after the pay-per-view, I'm still buzzing about it. 
two days today, two days after the pay-per-view, I'm still buzzing about this show. I just can't stop thinking about it. It's consuming my thoughts. And that's a good thing to have. And I think the reason for this is that AEW speaks to me and this is not, they don't know who the fuck I am. I have no connection with these people. I'm a fan just like you. Okay. I have no connection to this company. I've been, (laughs) I've been doing podcasting now for 14 years and because of the start and stop nature of me and, 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 you know, getting things going and then stopping, taking breaks and pausing, like by now, had I never stopped, they probably would know who I am. I probably would be uh, some sort of a, uh, a person in the wrestling coverage space, but that's not where I am. So I get that benefit of just being a guy, a fan. So they don't know who I am. I'm not getting the point of the reason why I say all that is because I'm not getting paid for any of this. This is not some like subliminal advertising for AEW. But I felt compelled to share with you guys and gals what this company has done for me and kind of lifted my spirits in many ways. I mean, I've, I've had a fucking rough year, year and a half. It's not been the easiest. And I think a lot of people can say the same thing. So it's not been an easy go of it, but having this show to look forward to having this thing that is routinely coming Wednesday rampage or Wednesday dynamite, Friday rampage, Monday, dark elevation, Tuesday, dark, having all these things to look forward to. It's encouraging. It gives you something to, you know, get up every day and be excited about what's going to happen next. You see, because the fine folks over at AEW, you know, Tony Khan, the the head of all this stuff cares about the fans. He delivers a program consistently that delivers. I mean, I read a great cage side seats article talking about like really the only time people were like really let down was like the Moxley Kenny that, that, uh, that silly match with the barbed wire that was supposed to blow up the exploding ring. And yeah, I kind of looked at it like, okay, whatever. But it was still like up until that, it was a great match. And there was some other example that they gave. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but the point is like AEW, Tony Khan, like they actually deliver on things. They make the show so freaking enjoyable to watch. It makes you want to come back. They pay things off. They give you a reason to keep coming back. And I appreciate that. That goes a long way with me. I don't ever recall a time where I felt more passionately, more in love with this thing called pro wrestling I mean, Saturday, there was no pay-per-view on, but there was, uh, there was no AEW pay-per-view on, but there was a GCW show with uh, Matt Cardona, the former Zack Ryder. And he was going to do this open challenge. There was this, uh, war games cage match with Nick Gage and his crew. And I don't know all those people's names, so forgive me, but 
Like, that was an awesome show. But that's how hyped I was for Sunday was that I was wanting to order other shows because AEW made me feel, they make me feel excited for their programs. They make me anticipate their programs. So I guess that the the next obvious question is like, hey, so you're excited. Are you going to do more of these? Are you going to podcast more about this stuff? I actually don't know. <laughs> I know in my head, I, I, I mean, my God, I get myself in trouble so many times because I think about like, you know, what if, what if I never stopped? Where would I be now? What if I started again? Where, what heights could I take this thing to? If I really just dumped in all my, all my passion back in and all my thoughts, I think we could be somewhere with it. But then there's that thing of, I don't want to be a podcast that just only talks about, you know, one or two things. You got to cover it all. And I don't want to talk about WWE right now. (laughs) That's the easy way. Yeah, it's cool to come on a podcast, I guess, and talk shit. And man, the booking sucks and this sucks and, you know, all that stuff. But I, what's the point? Gives a shit. Why? Why? What is the point? I would rather just share more of my, my positive thoughts or even, you know, fair critiques, you know, constructive criticism. Should I have some of that? There's room for all these things. So maybe one day, you might see some more podcasts on this feed. Don't go deleting it just yet. I may not be done yet. You never say never in the wrestling, the wrestling biz. But while I figure that out, let's just think for a second, how cool it is that there is a place like AEW out there, a big stage on national television, national cable television, that gives talented men and women a chance to spread their wings and practice the art of pro wrestling that they love so much. Let's think about that. Let's be thankful for that. And perhaps we will talk about more of that in the future. By the way, send me a tweet at Gary Cantrell. If you heard this, if you're still here and almost 20 minutes in, that tells me that you listened and you actually cared. Let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, you know, what does AEW do for you? And uh, don't be a stranger on that Twitter at PW Informant because maybe, just maybe, I might be compelled to tweet a little bit more here and there. I did like very little tweeting over the weekend because I kind of just wanted to enjoy the show. But maybe if I can tweet a little bit over there and then ease back into some of this, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a podcast again. I'm very non-committal at the moment but I wanted to share this, share my thoughts in a more longer form than that. Just that tweet thread that I put out yesterday. So again, if you're here some 20 minutes in, give a hand, a round of applause to yourself because my God, one person talking for 20 minutes straight. I mean, Hey, I appreciate that. And, uh, I will talk to you guys very, very soon. Thanks for listening.